Section 32 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 9 section thirty two samuel langhorne clemens mark twain by charles dudley warner samuel langhorne clemens mark twain eighteen thirty five samuel langhorne clemens has made the name he assumed in his earliest sketches for newspapers so completely to usurp his own in public and private that until recently the world knew him by no other his world of admirers rarely use any other in referring to the great author and even to his intimate friends the borrowed name seems the more real the pseudonym so lightly picked up has nearly universal recognition and it is safe to say that the name mark twain is known to more people of all conditions the world over than any other in this century except that of some reigning sovereign or great war captain the term is one used by the mississippi river pilots to indicate the depth of water two fathoms when throwing the lead it was first employed by a river correspondent in reporting the state of the river to a new orleans newspaper this reporter died just about the time mr clemens began to write and he jumped the name mr clemens was born in hannibal missouri a small town on the west bank of the mississippi in eighteen thirty five he got the rudiments of an education at a village school learned boy life and human nature in a frontier community entering a printing office and became an expert compositor travelled and worked as a journeyman printer and at length reached the summit of a river boy's ambition in a mississippi steamboat in learning the business of a pilot it is to this experience that the world is indebted for some of the most amusing the most real and valuable and the most imaginative writing of this century which gives the character and interest and individuality to this great western river that history has given to the nile if he had no other title to fame he could rest securely on his reputation as the prose poet of the mississippi upon the breaking out of the war the river business was suspended mr clemens tried the occupation of war for a few weeks on the confederate side in a volunteer squad which does not seem to have come into collision with anything but scant rations and imaginary alarms and then he went to nevada with his brother who had been appointed secretary of that territory here he became connected with the territorial enterprise a virginia city newspaper as a reporter and sketch writer and immediately opened a battery of good-natured and exaggerated and complimentary description that was vastly amusing 
to those who were not its targets afterwards he drifted to the coast tried mining and then joined that group of young writers who illustrated the early history of california a short voyage in the sandwich islands gave him new material for his pen and he made a successful debut in san francisco as a humorous lecturer the first writing to attract general attention was the jumping frog of calaveras which was republished with several other sketches in book form in new york shortly after this he joined the excursion of the quaker city steamship to the orient wrote letters about it to american newspapers and advertised it quite beyond the expectations of its projectors these letters collected and revised became the innocents abroad which instantly gave him a world-wide reputation this was followed by roughing it most amusing episodes of frontier life his pen became immediately in greater demand and innumerable sketches flowed from it many of them recklessly exaggerated for the effect he wished to produce always laughter-provoking and nearly always having a wholesome element of satire of some sham or pretense or folly for some time he had charge of a humorous department in the galaxy magazine these sketches and others that followed were from time to time collected into volumes which had a great sale about this time he married and permanently settled in hartford where he began the collection of a library set himself to biographical and historical study made incursions into german and french and prepared himself for the more serious work that was before him a second sojourn in europe produced a tramp abroad full of stories and adventures much in the spirit of his original effort but with more reading reflection and search into his own experiences came old times on the mississippi tom sawyer and huckleberry finn in which the author wrote out of his own heart to interest in social problems must be attributed the beautiful idol of the prince and the pauper and the yankee at the court of king arthur which later the english thought lacked reverence for the traditions of chivalry during all this period mr clemens was in great demand as a lecturer and an after-dinner speaker his remarks about new england weather at a new england dinner in new york are a favorite example of his humor and his power of poetic description as a lecturer a teller of stories and delineator of character he had scarcely a rival in his ability to draw and entertain vast audiences he made a large income from his lectures in america and in england and from his books which always had a phenomenally large sale very remunerative also was the play of colonel sellers constructed out of a novel called the gilded age since eighteen ninety mr clemens and his family have lived most of the time in europe for some time before he had written little 
but since that his pen has again become active he has produced many magazine papers a story called puddenhead wilson and the most serious and imaginative work of his life in the personal recollections of joan of arc feigned to be translated from a contemporary memoir left by her private secretary in it the writer strikes the universal chords of sympathy and pathos and heroic elevation in eighteen ninety five to six he made a lecturing tour of the globe speaking in australia new zealand south africa and india and everywhere received an ovation due to his commanding reputation he is understood to be making this journey the subject of another book mr clemens is universally recognized as the first of living humorists but if the fashion of humor changes as change it may he will remain for other qualities certain primordial qualities such as are exhibited in his work on the mississippi a force to be reckoned with in the literature of this century mr clemens's humor has the stamp of universality which is the one indispensable thing in all enduring literary productions and his books have been translated and very widely diffused and read in german french and other languages this is a prophecy of his lasting place in the world of letters End of section thirty two